Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I will be speaking today in this episode about love. Love from the perspective of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I believe that Christ's opinion on any matter should form the basis for thinking and relating to that matter. That is for anyone who follows him. So to me, the direct quotes of Christ in the Gospels are especially important. Christ said a few things about love, but I will highlight three main things he said as I saw them in the Gospels. The first thing Christ said about love in the Gospels is love your enemies. And it can be found in the book of Matthew chapter 5, from 44 to 45. And it reads, I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his sun to shine on both the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and also the unjust. He said, if you love only those who love you, you're just like other people. But if you love both those who love you and those who hate you, then you resemble your Father who is in heaven, who sends rain on both the good and the wicked. In other words, Christ believes our standard of love should not be human standard, but divine standard. So be generous with your love. Love both the deserving and undeserving. Now the second thing Christ said about love is don't love these earthly life, but give it for the service of the gospel. This is found in several places, but I will read from John 12, 25. And he said, He that loveth this life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Now he went ahead to say in other places that anyone who loves his life and tries to save it will lose it. However, if you give away your life for the sake of the gospel, that's when you will save it. Apparently, Christ was saying that whatever you do with your life, the exact opposite will happen. If you are only interested in saving your own life, you will ultimately lose it. If you keep your attention on serving with your life, even if it means to physical death, you will inherit eternal life. What he's saying is that self-serving people end up being self-destructive. Now finally, the third thing he said about love is that the highest love that exists in this world is the love of friends willing to sacrifice for one another. Now he said this in John 15, 13, and he says, Greater love had no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. Not a husband, not wife, not parents, not siblings, but friends. Isn't that strange? 
Why the Christ say so? Rating love for a friend higher than others. I believe it's because friendship amongst all other relationships is the only relationship that exists where everything you do is by free will. At least, in an ideal situation, friendship should never be by force. But in all the kinds of relationship, there is always a level of compulsion. When you have a child, you must feed the child and raise the child and love the child. You have to. Even if it's not what you want to do, it will not look good if you don't. So you persevere for the sake of appearance. I know a man who got to the point where he shot his own son after he had reached his limit of patience with the boy. He was a terrible boy. You marry a spouse, you must love your spouse and stay with them regardless, for better, for worse. Even sex is a duty in many marriages. Some husbands virtually rake their wives on the basis that sex is their right within the marital contract. Though the wife or husband doesn't particularly enjoy the sex or even in the mood, they will still have to do it because they have to. Duty seems to be implicit in almost everything in marriage, from money to sex and communication. You actually can't decide that you don't want to talk when you're married. <laughs> it's by force. No wonder sometimes they end up killing each other. Now, you're born in the same family with someone. You have a responsibility to that person as a sibling, regardless of how they behave. Because if you don't do all these things I mentioned before, society will criticize you and judge you. Therefore, many things we do in these relationships are not necessarily from the heart, but merely for the sake of optics. But on the other hand, everything you do with or for a friend is because you like them and you want to. You have a choice. In friendship, it's never by force. Well, at least it should be. There's a huge difference between what you do because you have to and what you do because you want to. So your actions within friendship is more likely to be from the heart. As a matter of fact, Christ loved friendship so much that he further said in John 15, 15, he said, Henceforth I call you not servants, for servants knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I call you friends. For all the things that I have had from my Father I have made known unto you. In other words, he made a choice to be called my friend as a demonstration that he isn't under compulsion to do what he does for me. So even our relationship with our Savior is friendship. He chose me and you, not by force, but he chose us willingly. He further said, it's a man's true friend that really knows everything about him. This is so true. Having been married for a while now, it has become obvious to me that there are conversations that can only work with a true friend. 
A spouse may not be objective in certain situations because of the vested interests around the marriage contract. So sometimes, it's a friend you need to talk to. Then, when you have a friend that is willing to sacrifice for you, even to the point of giving their life, there is simply nothing greater on this earth than that. Don't think it's not possible because it has happened many times before. Men have stayed behind and died so that their colleagues can have a better chance of escaping in times of war. People have died at sea because they let their friend have the last life jacket. I have done it several times before myself. I did not die, but I have gotten into a lot of problems willingly just to protect a friend. I have done it on several locations and I am willing to do it again if need be. Now with everything we have said in mind, it seems that the best relationship to have in life is actually friendship. And the beauty of friendship is that it can be infused into every other kind of relationship. As a matter of fact, any relationship without friendship is completely worthless. That's why marriage without friendship is hell on earth. A sibling who is not a friend is worse than an enemy. When your parents are friends, it's a harmonious and fruitful relationship. When siblings relate as friends, it brings peace and security within the family. And when you're married to your friend, wow, what a marriage it will be. So don't fear friendship, embrace it. Love generously. Don't get carried away with the allure of this present life. And whenever you find a true friend, be all in. Nothing is more beautiful in the sight of our master. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.